Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and today's date is October 18, 2020, and I have a Steve Quayle, I haven't heard from Steve Quayle for years, and I'm playing it um, because I want to see how spot on he was way back when. Christian brother 
uh, one of the closest I have in the entire world, if not the closest. And Doug and Joe, I tell you, it's been far too long, but I was far too ill for a long time and just couldn't do it. But I tell you, I'm looking forward uh, with great anticipation for what the Lord is going to do tonight for hundreds of thousands, perhaps a few million listeners around the globe that are, are having trouble, frankly, digesting, accepting, and moving forward with a plan because it is so overwhelming at times. And fellas, I'll tell you, it's, it's hard enough for me when I've, I've been back on the radio now for several months, but uh, not very long and not very, uh, not nearly as, as uh, well, positive program, programming as it is with the uh, Hagman Report. And so I just want you to know that when I am contemplating uh, a show like tonight, there's two things at work for me. Having been a state trooper and federal uh, investigator and so forth, it's hard for me uh, to say, oh, okay, yeah, Steve, well, yeah, I know Steve. And, uh, well, what do you think of his uh, information and his books and his uh, DVDs and so forth? And I say, well, what, what, what are you getting at? Well, do you believe him or not? And I step back figuratively and literally at times, and I say, of course I do. He's my Christian brother. He's doing a job that many of you cannot do, will not do. And uh, because of that, it's left to a literal handful of people that are willing to step out of the blank and move towards the end of the ship. So when that happens, you get revealed. That's bad sensing, I'm sorry. It's revealed to you that, uh, well, Steve wrote some good books. And the best book, I think, by far, is his latest about the Nazi, uh, well, concubines under the ice, uh, about the giants. And you know, many of you, that he's been writing about that for years. And I will tell you that, unbeknownst to Steve now, and unbeknownst to him at any point, I have checked because I wanted to be totally in compliance with what Jesus would have me say and do behind. Now, you understand, please, uh, let me understanding of why this is so critically important. I'm not the only one tonight listening that is a, a police officer, sheriff's deputy, or, or other law enforcement uh, person. And the reason that's critical is because the folks that are listening that fit into those categories, we were trained. I believe I was raised fourth grade. The Secret Service went back to the fourth grade and checked with my fourth grade teacher, who's now gone. And uh, he said, was this guy a nutcase or was he? No, no, he was a good kid. Uh, well, did he do anything outstanding? Yeah, yeah. And I know how this sounds, so please forgive me. But she was saying this. I saw her about a year later and she was telling me about this. 
And she said the one thing I told him was that if there's ever trouble at school, that Greg had to know what happened, who it happened to, what they said, what they didn't say, and on and on. And so I was in that mold from fourth grade on. Now, why is that important? Well, because the information that you're going to hear tonight, and many of you have read about and watched the DVDs that Steve has, has put out, and there's more coming, uh, you must, you must grasp what that means to all of us. I can't tell you the number of people that are involved in this at all levels, military and police at high levels, um, and at, uh, uh, with some shipboard personnel. It's, it's all coming together to serve one purpose, and that's to make real and understandable the situation that we find ourselves in. If you've ever read the Bible, then you understand. We are approaching very quickly what I believe is, in fact, the biblical end-time scenario. Uh, in fact, we may be already on the first step. And uh, if that's the case, which I believe it is, then we have no choice. Gentlemen, do you want to defend your families? Do you want to be there for your children, even though they're 25 or 30 years old? And they're afraid to admit that they didn't listen when you were trying to tell them about this? Is it really a tough one uh, when they come home on a weekend with their families and they pull you aside and they say, Dad, is it going to get that bad? Now, what are you going to tell them? I've already been in that position uh, with my son, who was a police officer, and others of the law enforcement family. And ladies and gentlemen out there that are listening tonight, thank you for tuning in. I told you you wouldn't be disappointed. You won't be. Not that we're trying to make a uh, some kind of uh, weird theater presentation, but we're certainly going to tell you what we know, what we believe is the truth, and what you can do to get yourselves ready. Now, I'm chopping this up into, uh, oh, what could you say, segments, I guess. Um, as you can tell, my voice is much better, those of you that have been listening, but I've still got just a little ways to go. My wife was so pleased last night, I was able to sing Amazing Grace with her for the first time That's in about 14 months. I can actually My voice play was damaged on, uh, uh, when I had surgery, when they put the tubes down the throat, my throat. Uh, they, uh, 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 well, that. they messed up one of my vocal cords. <gasps> so uh, my, my voice bounces in and out, and it's kind of silly, but, but that's what I'm facing. So I'm going to chop it up a little bit. Uh, Steve will be on uh, later in the program, but we're got it probably close to thirds tonight. He and I could come on uh, on the third hour. Uh, Steve will be on the second hour. And I'm going to try and lay out for you what I have found to be utterly, uh, absolutely and totally believable, number one. But if you have read the Bible, then you know what I'm telling you is true. You know what's coming is what we're telling you tonight. 
And so all the times that we've been on with uh, Joe and Doug, uh, it's, this is, I think, one of the most critical uh, times that you'll ever listen to us because the time frame is narrowing greatly. And because of that, we just don't have the luxury of being able to say, well, uh, that's okay. We can we can do this, and don't worry about it. When it happens, it happens. If it happens, you know. And no, 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 no. Please don't get that. I uh, don't make that assumption tonight. Uh, what we want is for you to be prepared physically. Be prepared with your stock of uh, needs, uh, food and water, and, and uh, guns and ammo. And I'm not going to put mince words. Uh, I go out whenever I. The weather's decent where I live, and that's not very often in the winter. But uh, I'm trying to get my wife trained, and she is an excellent uh, shot. And I said, you know, if something happens, you got to be able to protect yourself because I'm going to push you back and take off uh, front and center. And if I don't make it, then you've got to be able to protect the kids and, and our grandkids and so forth. So all of this comes down this. Under the ice, there is a situation that has come about that I don't think anyone really thought would occur. And that was, or that is, that the creatures known as the giants, the Nephilim, are coming awake. I don't understand how that's possible. They were in stasis mode. I believe it is. And uh, Steve could perhaps uh, expand on that a little bit later. But what we have are creatures that are bound by copper shackles in many cases, in all cases mostly. And the only way they can be stopped uh, that I know of is with copper tipped ammunition uh, arrowheads spearheads whatever is the weapon at hand now I I know there's a a few of you folks are going okay he's taking me off the rails pretty quick here no 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 don't do that for the sake of your family friends uh, please don't do that hear it out put the test before the Lord. And if he says, yes, this is what is happening, then please, please do not uh, ignore the warnings of God's men and women. If you do, you will not survive long. In fact, you will be one of the first to become a casualty because you weren't prepared. My mother was Cherokee. Oh, Uh, cool. I am Cherokee, in part. And my family on her side, of course, uh, is part Cherokee. And I'll tell you that what she has told me over the years, her nickname was Lizzie Lightfoot, because she ran everywhere. And uh, she could put a team of horses together and pull a hay wagon quicker than men that have been farming for 50 years. And uh, I was very proud of her uh, down at the farm in central Illinois because she 
uh, was she believed in what she was, who she was, and she was proud of it. And that's not to say that she accepted the native religion, because I told her over and over, uh, that's a rough road to go down. Don't do that. Stay with the Christian religion uh, at all costs. And so about uh, six months ago, I received a call from uh, a gentleman in uh, northern Canada, Northwest Territories, and uh, he questioned me, and he said, do you know Steve Quayle? And I said, I do very well. And he said, is he believable? And I said, uh, brother, I would take his word over the word of any living human being. He's that trustworthy. Now, if it's convenient for you to say, well, I don't know that I can believe this. Well, then it, that's your choice. But you take your life and your family's life in your hands and uh, it will not be good. So when he called and I told him that, he said, all right, I've talked to a few others of the, of the faith and of the uh, brotherly group of natives. And uh, he said, so I'm going to take you at your word. And I said, all right, what can I do for you? And he said, Greg, I think that we've run onto a potential nest of Nephilim. Oh, I said, okay, can you describe to me what you've run into? And he began to uh, tell me a story that unfolded that if I had not been a deep man of faith, and if I did not absolutely accept that we are at the precipice of the dawn of an evil age, then I guess well, that's why it, it just wouldn't have unfolded the way it did. They want but fortunately, because he said, well, I want you to know that I'm a Christian. My family are Christian. My tribal clan and one, are Christians. One of them killed and we are soldier. keeping our eyes peeled on a an area uh, up where we are. And I'm not going to give you any more than what I've given you for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, I don't want him uh, to be at, at all in jeopardy of anything except a continued uh, courage and warrior spirit uh, that is almost beyond my ability to grasp. If I hadn't been involved in that in years past in other theaters, uh, I would. I, it would just be almost impossible. And so I do understand, folks, when you are out there trying to put common sense and an understanding of these things uh, down on paper or or just to understand them at all. So I am with you on that. I do understand. But you've got to get past that step and move on into now what? And so he was asking me, what can we do? And they are, by their own choice, because it was so serious, they are uh, leaning on their understanding of what it takes uh, to uh, move ahead with a protective shield for their people, a lot, a wider uh, a clan, 
and uh, the people in their geographical and, and country area. And so with that said, um, he said, now, is there any way we can protect ourselves? And I said, yes, but there are very few uh, trails left open to you. And so I began to explain that, uh, and I had checked on this and got some good confirmation that uh, if you're dealing with Nephilim, uh, they are able to uh, uh, find out uh, where you are yeah, and who right you here. are. And uh, by, get this now, a scent. Oh. Do you remember the poem when we were growing up? Fee fi fo fum. Oh, I smell the blood like, um, of an Englishman. Now put two and two together. And so with that in mind, you have these Nephilim that are preparing to come up from their base in the Antarctic. Now, what has happened? Now, that's a little background. Now, let me go ahead and and, uh, put uh, uh, some cerebral uh, uh, clarity to this, maybe. Because... The Nazis literally went ahead and had their say at the end of World War II. They are, uh, they're an evil, evil, evil bunch, as we all know. But they were able to survive because they were able to compromise their lives by accepting information and science that up until that point we had no idea existed now generations passed and i'm talking about hundreds of generations have known this because they were there at the time the nephilim um steve do you agree with that well, yeah, and I and Doug, uh, you know, I have I've, I've talked about that many times because the DNA is unique, and even the electronic signature, if you will, or on a on a very um, uh, wonderfully atomic level, each one of our DNA signature and our sound. I've actually talked about that, Doug, on your show once. That the sound of our DNA, in essence, is like a song, and uh, the harmonics of each person's individual DNA is unique to them through their special creation by the living God. Also today, they just came out and said that DNA, and I've been saying this for 20 years, is the ultimate storage medium, and that you won't have an external hard drive or a tera drive or, you know, giga drive or peta drive. It will all be encoded into your cells. So the the issue is this, that they can do it. By the way, don't you think it's interesting, Doug and Greg, that now they want everybody's DNA, and the Human Genome Project has been exactly that. They're going to target individuals based on not only their belief, yes and no, uh, uh, you know, what they believe, first and foremost, Christians are on their site, but they have that ability, and they're looking for those people who have genetic markers from the fallen ones, and we can get into that when we come back from the break, but the important thing that I think we've got to start right out of the tunnel, Greg, after the uh, break, is that you need to share what your, you know, those individuals are telling you is going on specifically in uh, the Antarctic, because then I can add to that with some stuff I just got less than an hour ago. I'll tell you what, buddy, that's exactly where I was going. 
All right, folks, we're up against our, our break. We'll be right back with Steve Quayle and Greg Evenson right after these short messages. Stay with us. I think it's important that people uh, understand, and, and Greg, uh, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. So many of you have uh, answered the call to prayer and fasting on Greg's behalf, and he's too, uh, he's too much of a man's man to tell you everything he went through, but I can tell you this. Both he and his wife, Liz, have gone through literal medical hell, and God was with them. I remember getting a picture from Greg that Liz sent me. Basically, he's holding his hands up in the air and praising the Lord, and they told him uh, just hours before that that his chances weren't very good. Well, the bottom to come out, uh, you know, alive. So what you're hearing tonight, what you're going to hear is going to be kind of, uh, uh, I'd say this, shocking to you. Now, Greg, here's what I want to share. I want to share a couple things, and I'll turn it back over to you. Here's the last, in the last day, 24 hours, then the last several hours, I've been told uh, by someone who just returned from Argentina who's very well connected. And uh, when I say very well connected, there's just no better way to get connected uh, than he is. And he told me this, that even Lockheed Martin, and they're known as the Skunk Works, they are the ones credited to reverse engineering spacecraft, alien craft, and uh, both unusual craft from out of the world and from the inner world, okay? You can look it up, Skunk Works. Look up uh, Ben Rich. The thing that's fascinating is he said that they have their reverse engineering team being brought in and teams plural. Now, what most people don't understand is Antarctica is the size, it's the fifth largest continent in the world. So the military base is off limits to anybody except who the military allows them there. Obviously, different countries have different research bases, but when he told me that 1,000, those were his numbers, I queried him twice. He said, you know what they're looking for. You know what they're there for. And I said, absolutely. They found the ancient technology. They found the things they need to reverse engineer. They obviously are called in even where their expertise may uh, uh, exceed even the quote-unquote 135-year-old Nazis. So, Greg, can I get you to focus right now on the Antarctica and obviously what your friend and those in the know are talking specifically about the Antarctica because I don't think that people recognize how critical this is because this will be the launch. This is the key, and I would use the word skeleton key, and in this case, the uh, giants, which you call critters, you know, they are in a form of stasis. And that has been an animation, but something has broken them out of that stasis, and I believe the number you were given was for a dozen. Is that correct? Yes. So will you take it from there, sir? And then when you get a sure shower, you can turn it back. Fine. Thank you. No problem. And, uh, Steve, thanks for giving people just a little bit of a heads up on the uh, geography of Antarctica uh, because it is such a major area, major landmass. And, of course, uh, all of the landmass areas in the world go down through the crust and into the mantle. Uh, and... Uh, before they're uh, turned molten. So it's, they can go down two, three, four miles. Uh, that's usually about the limit before temperatures that increase and so forth make it difficult to go any further. But what has happened, and Steve, your statement, doesn't it give credibility to the fact that a certain astronaut by the name of Buzz Aldrin was down there and uh, I'll just simply say that he saw 
more than he probably bargained for and uh, left and uh, uh, just decided it was time to get out uh, the best he could. But why would he have been down there, Steve? I've been asking myself that over and over. And I believe because he was and is one of the few original astronauts uh, that he has the mental acuity to understand uh, the science uh, that has been handed over to the Nazis, at least to the extent that he can. Uh, no one has all of the pieces of the puzzle, but they've got uh, plenty of them. And so I'm going, why would he be down there? And yet at the same time, uh, the uh, giants uh, are uh, uh, in the process of coming out of stasis. Uh, and I believe it's because they're being released. Uh, the original one was released so they could study uh, this, this uh, giant. And uh, you're talking about uh, a, a creature uh, 15 to 20 feet tall. Now, maybe you think you're tall at six foot four, John Wayne, but uh, nope, that's not going to get it. These guys will step on you like a bad bug. So I just think that we need, again, to keep in mind what is at stake here. Now, when this began to unravel, and I'll digress just for a moment, still on the same subject, the tunnel that has been created uh, that's a couple of miles wide, I am told. I have no independent uh, verification, but I'm told that. Until I get that, I'll have to go with this. And I'll tell you that so you understand that I do have room for error, and I'll admit it if it's my error. But if I'm told something, I'm going to go ahead with it and research the rest of the information based on what I do have and what I believe an area below the surface of the water uh, into southern Argentina and the tunnel that they have uh, cut with uh, tunneling devices they're huge just uh, massive and uh, they could go uh, seven miles in a day well it doesn't take too long to figure out that uh, they're going to be able to uh, go all the way up through South America, all the countries there, through Central America, North America, Canada, and into the Northwest Territories. So, what are we facing? We're facing a group of these giants, apparently some from a separate point of origin that uh, have found their way through all these countries into the Northwest Territories where there are some rather large caves. And while exploring, some people heard and one claimed to see things that were otherworldly. They could not believe what they were seeing or hearing. And so when those gentlemen contacted me, what can we do? And I sought out some good minds and they said, because the uh, scent trail uh, with DNA and so forth is so profound, the only way you're going to be able to keep them at bay 
along with the weapons I told you about, of copper, solid copper, not copper jacketed, but solid copper. And these gentlemen have uh, arrows, spears, uh, bullets, and so forth. They're going to need a I have solid copper uh, weapons. Uh, that is the am ammunition. Somebody and why? Because you've got to defend yourself. You're not going to make it against somebody that's 15, 18, 20, 20 feet, tall. feet tall. You will not. And so you must take the precautions that we've been talking about and Drop a bomb put them into play, play the moment these things become visible. And so I said, now, Heat set up a tripwire system where you've got some red lights, amber lights, green lights, I don't care what color lights, and a sound system that will let you know when these things are coming up. And so if you do that, you could give yourself the best protection you can and the people of your tribe, uh, your local villages, and even more than that. So that is where the northern aspect of this came in. Along the way, there have been appearances of these creatures uh, in Bolivia and other areas in Central America uh, and Northern uh, South America. Uh, they are being spotted and the individuals that were sent in immediately by the country's equivalent of our special forces uh, were not able to deal with it mentally, emotionally, or literally with tactical uh, advantages and weaponry. So what did they do? Well, like always, they called up Uncle Sam and said, do you have anybody you can send down here? And my understanding is that they sent roughly a company of special forces operators and to look the situation over and find out what was going on. And the best thing that I can tell you is that there has been no one at this point, Steve, Doug, Joe, no one that has been able to come out of an encounter as they went in to the encounter. They have been changed. I, in some cases, uh, changed to the point where uh, within an instant, uh, their hair went gray. And they oh had infirmities they never had before. And so we're talking about a situation that is beyond our ability to just deal with it. You know, when the, when the sergeant comes up and says, look, deal with this. You don't deal with this. You have to do your best and you hope you survive. Now, I'm that running. being said, we're under a gun time-wise. What will it be? I don't know. Now, Steve, the only thing I told you about what I was going to say tonight was if I got a check from the Holy Spirit uh, that I would not go beyond what I've said in some of these areas, so you understand. Uh, yes, I do, and, and I, I laid that out, I think, too, at the beginning. Craig, let me let me ask yes. you one thing, too. Yes. Describe what your sources are saying is the two-and-a-half-mile-wide, basically, underwater ship that's moving, and because, again, you know, there, there's so much garbage out there on the Internet. People are saying it's this or that. But what are your military and scientist sources saying about that? Well, they they are saying that there is a a underwater 
craft, I guess is the best way you can put it, but that it is a leviathan in size. Something that, uh, you know, if it suddenly surfaced and we had video of it, you, you wouldn't be able to take it all in. If they flew over it in a jet plane, it would take probably 30 seconds at least uh, at uh, 600 miles an hour uh, to go from one end to the other. Now that is what is uh, keeping things together and also making it difficult uh, to uh, get an idea about, well, why is that needed? I can't answer that, except that I believe that it is a stronghold uh, for those who are being sent to confront this series of creatures. And with the weaponry on board, uh, the latest uh, laser, sonic, uh, visual uh, uh, weaponry that that can take out anybody. And I will just say, well, maybe the first... Yeah. Uh, That's exactly as you what said, you need, a, a time we're not cut short. Uh, well, where would we be? And uh, with like any more than what we've got now, energy men's hearts may fail them for fear. Yeah, that's what Look, the they Bible didn't put said. That in uh, to make it dramatic. They didn't uh, choose to do this so that we would say, oh, yeah, 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 I got it, I understand. They were giving warning, clear warnings. All right, do you believe in Atlantis? I don't yes. know. I guess I could, uh, simply because uh, there's some evidence, but not enough to satisfy me at this point. I want hard evidence, and I'm seeing it in Under the Ice. I'm seeing it in Steve's writing. I have no issue with what he's put forward. I have no problem with the incredible work that he and his team have done putting the DVDs together so that we have a clear picture of how, why, and where this has evolved. Now, the last thing I want to say at this juncture is this. The, the uh, events that have occurred under the ice have put uh, individuals in harm's way big time. They uh, only have survived because uh, when they found out about it, even the Nazis, who thought they were indestructible, said, I'm out of here. And they uh, began leaving, and uh, the ships on the surface that have been monitoring this uh, were confirming that uh, this indeed was taking place, and uh, they sent uh, SEAL teams and Green Berets down below the surface and elevators uh, that were the size of a, a half football field. And uh, why? Because they had to carry large, extremely large cargoes on board, uh, tanks, artillery, and other such uh, weaponry for this very possibility that is unveiling itself now. And so the people that have survived, that came out of there, uh, and I don't believe it was a large uh, casualty count, although uh, I am told there was some. And I'm being told this by several high-ranking military officers. One in particular uh, is 
the most credible to me. And, uh, well, credible until he said, yep, I listen to Quail all the time. That's why I'm calling you, because I want you to get hold of him. So, and I'm just kidding, Steve. He has great respect for him. That's okay. <laughs> you know, hey, Greg, I just got to rep- I got to share something. The yeah. late Sue Bradley, who uh, was uh, Admiral Thomas Moore, who was the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah. He, uh, Sue was his lead uh, researcher. And one time he listened to one of my shows, and Sue said before she even contacted me, she thought it was a little bit maybe too far out there. But he said he said this, and they, obviously I'm, I'm saying this only to share the kind of the dittoing of it. Look, when God gives a man something, people can hate the man, and God knows I've engendered that uh, in a lot of people. But you can't ultimately deny the fact that when something is given and proven to be from the Lord, it's real, okay? So Admiral Thomas Moore, you know, and obviously he made the statement to Sue. He said, Sue, listen to Steve. Listen to him carefully because he's telling the people what their future is going to be like. And Sue told me this. I think it's even on my website someplace that she said, and he said that I was the only one telling people of what the real war and the real battles will be in the future. Now, I'm not saying that to blow wind in my sails, contrary to my critics who say I talk too much. I hardly ever talk too much about that stuff. But why I'm saying that is this, ladies and gentlemen, that God is is preparing his people for what's coming. And what's coming now is upon our doorstep. Or let's say it's at the beachhead. And what Greg is telling you is, is exclusive of me. I don't want to know. I don't know for the record. Nor would I ever ask who his sources are any more than he would do that for me. But the point is, is when the preponderance of evidence is tilting the uh, scales to the point is, Greg, I'll be blunt with you. I prayed lately. I said, God, did I throw away 35 years of my life warning and writing about this stuff? Because people don't. And look, I'm not feeling sorry for myself, but at 65, you know, I mean, I, I I don't know what else I would do because this is what God called me to do. And he said, be patient. Well, you know what that means in my world? That means slow down from uh, 200 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour. And sometimes the Lord says, a complete stop. And I don't mean that on what I'm doing. It's just like this, okay? Uh, let me share this because I, I'm, you know, I'm going to pray for a miracle, but we're going to put on a conference in Branson, Missouri. It's going to be the original uh, innovators and the researchers and original writers on the whole theme of giants, fallen angels, UFOs. And it's on my website, ladies and gentlemen, Gen 6 Conferences. I've only agreed to do this because, quite candidly, I felt prompted of the Lord that the speakers are going to be Tom Horn, myself, L.A. Marzulli, Tim Alberino, Dr. Michael Lake, uh, Derek Gilbert, Anselm P. Rambla, one of the, the most famous uh, explorers in history. And it's all cutting-edge, up-to-date, original research. Now, are there people that uh, need to hear this? My my uh, feeling is they all need to hear it. And it's going to be more of a teaching hour as opposed to a seminar. We limited it to six uh, speakers, maybe seven, I think. And these guys are all, and most of you know all these names, but we're going to uh, have a concerted effort to flow from the beginning to end. It's not enough just to tell you about the pyramids, what they mean, what the finds are, whether Ramesses, the second statue, which has just been found, by the way, 24 plus feet. All these events are leading to something.
something. And what we're telling you is this. Spiritual warfare is not basically uh, uh, a choice you get to make. Yes, I will fight or no, I won't fight. I guess you can make that choice, but the devil won't honor it. God will honor faith, but the devil won't honor. Uh, you're saying, well, you just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. So when the angels in heaven who have seen God's magnificence, who behold his glory, who absolutely uh, love the living God, are watching what's going on on earth. And when they start to say, woe, you know, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, you see, you know, I get a kick out of it, Greg. Uh, you know you've been called it. You've been called a doom uh, preacher, a fear monger. Uh, everything I write is supposedly fear porn. You know, it's interesting because people get it all over the world and they say, thank you. These are questions that I've had on my heart from the beginning of becoming a Christian. Now I see clearly. Well, God's placed a time lock on this information, just like you. You are on this program, courtesy of the Hagmans, and God bless you, Doug and Joe, and John, those of you who have made this possible, but for such a time as this, because until the Antarctic meme came into the public knowledge, they couldn't receive it. And, you know, I, I've said this before, you know, it's like when we start talking about stuff, that's when God allows the release of corollary, and, and you know, people say, well, that's just a bunch of crazy Christians. No, it's not, because there are people who are not Christians telling you, and they're making it even worse. Now, I want to make this comment, because it's critical. Notice that at the same time as the release of the Antarctic, and the beings, the critters, which you call them, and I call them the, the giants, okay, the cannibalism meme and theme has come into the public psyche worldwide. Now, this is a critical issue, Doug, and I, I, I know you get it, and I know a lot of listeners get it, but the cannibalism comes from the word Cana and Baal, which means basically the land of Cana and the prophets of Baal, or Baal, some people pronounce it, or some people go Baal, but the point is, is no matter what you want to call it, look at the arch of Baal and the world of uh, the world's leaders. So, in essence, what you're seeing is a full-scale, uh, supernatural manifestation of the evil kings of the world getting ready to make war against God, the entities that have been reserved, uh, you know, unto this day that are being released, and not all fallen angels are being released. Obviously, there's some that are bound in everlasting chains of judgment, but there's more than 200, a third of the angels in heaven fell. So whether people want to admit the fallen angel meme or theme, the CIA... You know, their main name program is Weeping Angel. And so now we've got Fallen Angels. They've got the name of a spook, uh, uh, you know, uh, code name for a whole series of uh, covert operations, Weeping Angels. And I said this on my QCast yesterday, I think, that Weeping Angels, if you want to look up the Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-I, a group of fallen angels that sing and they're crying, they're weeping to God to forgive them. And the book of Enoch says God will not forgive them. So the idea is this, that ladies and gentlemen, please... If you want to get this stuff in one place presented very carefully, go on Gen 6 conferences. You can go on my website, stevequail.com. Go over to the right-hand corner and Gen 6 conferences. Click on it, and you'll read about it. I'm hoping, Greg, that we get the people that are, are that God has raised up, that God is going to release, to come and hear this, because they've got to know 
They've got to know the basis of their faith and what they're fighting for, and more importantly, who they're fighting against, and that the power that God has given, you know, people assume this. Look, you didn't, in the your world of military and Green Berets and everything, they didn't turn you loose with exotic weaponry until you still had to learn how to break down and clean your rifle, okay? And unfortunately, most people think they're going into battle with, you know, their Bible, and if, if they have practical faith, and I would say faith that appropriates what they believe for, this is not the people I'm talking to, but I'm talking about the people that so haphazardly just think that somehow their um, idyllic walk with the living God will sustain them in the, uh, the days and years ahead. Uh, it won't because they're not, they're not being trained. They don't have battlefield experience, although they're going to be thrust into the battlefield and they need to be trained. So that's what this Gen 6 conference is. It's called True Legends of the Conference. And ladies and gentlemen, you can go on and start registering. The minute it went up, people started registering in mass. So we're limited to how many people we can have. But again, this is the only time you will get, and I think Tom Horn made this statement, just so you know. Tom and I have never appeared on the same stage on a conference. Obviously, we've been on TV. TV and radio together, and Tom said, Steve, this is my last time, so, you know, I'm only telling you that because that's what he told me, and, uh, Steve, hold on, uh, yo, give, we're, we're go, right go. up against the okay. break, sorry to jump in there, we'll be right back, we're talking with Greg Evenson and Steve Quayle, don't go anywhere. Stand by. Doug and Joe will be right back. Hagman and Hagman Report on the Global Star Radio Network. Stay tuned. 
Doug and Joe will be back momentarily. Are you saying the ship is it 
Uh, is it the good guys or is it the bad guys? Is it the Nazis or who is the ship, the two and a half mile long one? Well, unfortunately, I have to uh, tell you that this ship has been under construction uh, for nearly 50 years. And uh, all I can say about this is that it, it was put together with the idea that the so-called black covens of the world uh, are going to be on board, uh, as well as the Nazis and others who are working for Satan. So basically, it's kind of, if you will, it's kind of like, uh, well, let's just call it, you know, I don't know that much about Star Wars terminology, but it's the Death Planet or the Death Ship or the Destroyer. And those of you who are Star Wars people, you feel free to correct me, but here's the, th the thing, I think it's important. It's now in motion. The Giants are now in motion. Uh, I got an email from someone that's saying, what's, a, what's uh, going on with the Russians in the Arctic? Well, the Russians are obviously dealing with the same thing in a different way and different technology. And Admiral Byrd's diary spoke about obviously entering uh, the inner Earth through the, you know, Arctic opening. And obviously there are these Antarctic openings. But what's happening, it's a total... Um, uh, what do you call it? Manure is hitting not a single fan, but every propeller of every fan on the planet now is getting ready to be sprayed with manure. Now, that's tactful. Do you want to take it from there? Greg, that's as tactful as I can get. <laughs> well, you, you put it where people can understand. Is is it your is is it your and again uh, understanding how we prayed and understanding what we where we want to go and what I'm saying this ladies and gentlemen you can you can see that I'm wrestling too in the back of my mind and thank God I can do a process I can't seem to stay on a given thought but I can do a process I'm saying Lord where do you want us to take this well first of all you know here's the deal in the Bible start looking up Leviathan and Behemoth uh, or there's some people pronounce it behemoth and one of my emailers sent this to me and i know this is a uh, woman who has uh, you know basically been an intercessor and uh, you know here's what she said uh this was on august 22nd 2014 she said steve remember when i sent you the two words leviathan and behemoth that the lord had laid upon my heart you are hearing correctly exclamation mark and this is what she said now again this is what almost two years ago. In a vision, I saw this gigantic animal monster walking on four legs the size of a dinosaur and almost looked like one, only it was not a dinosaur. It was a machine made from metal bars. As I looked closer, it turned into a real animal with skin, I realized they are recreating the monsters, the, the huge animals, Behemoth and Leviathan, look it up. Then it came to me. They want to recreate the world to be like it was before the flood. Well, Greg, as you know, and I have never been in the military, but I I get to hang out with some people that they can't say, well, that's higher than my pay grade. I got so tired of hearing that. I said, then let put me in touch with someone who won't make that claim because, you know, and I've not been in the military, but people are only allowed to say so much at the colonel, major, 
you know, levels, blah, blah, blah. So the thing is, is that uh, God was gracious and gave me access to four-star spec ops generals. I could not have done that. It has nothing to do with me. I want to make that clear. It has nothing to do with my failures, my personality, you liking me, you hating me, you wanting me dead, you wanting me alive. It doesn't have anything to do with that. God put me in contact with him because he said this, Greg, I'm turning right over to you. He said, Steve, if you'll be willing to warn my people, I'll bring the people to you that know what you need to warn my people about. That's the only way I can even have contact with people all over the world. They contact me. And, and I know, Greg, and you know this, that you've got to have multiple witnesses. You live in this world because obviously in your military experience, which, you know, I, you know, I know you don't like to talk about it, but I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he, 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 he walks the walk and talks the talk. 